Something I like to do is kind of have like a client like take a sheet of paper. Anybody can do this, right? So on one side, I'm kind of, what's my heart's desire? Mm. What's my soul's desire? Like, what do I want? What's like something that I'm wanting a cultivating or whatever? Writing that out, not overthinking it, not trying to, well, it should look like this. It's just writing it out. What feels right to your spirit in this moment? Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, I write what's currently blocking it, mm. right? Just, just letting that come out. And so for me, a lot of it was like perfectionism or what's blocking me from doing a podcast and just kind of getting on here and getting out of your comfort zone yeah. and being in the front. Me, self-sabotage, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so it is a matter of just like understanding those habits, like mm-hmm. really taking a, a step back and just kind of analyzing that and asking yourself like, how is this working for me? How are these barriers serving me right now? And then also making an assessment of which of these do I have control over? Welcome to the Living Centered Podcast, where we enter into honest conversations about pursuing a more centered life, rediscovering, reclaiming, and rooting in to who we truly are. I'm your host, Miles Edcox. I'm your host, Lindsay Nobles. I'm your host, Mackenzie Vogt. And I'm your host, Hannah Warren. Hey friends, Mackenzie here. I'm back and so excited to introduce you to this week's guest. Getting to sit down with Hannah and our friend, on-site guide and therapist Veronica Scruggs, was such an incredible way to get back into the podcast world after maternity leave. This conversation is all about giving ourselves permission to do less, reclaiming agency, and living from our values. It was so powerful, and frankly, as you'll hear in this episode, just what I needed to hear. I hope that it is as special for you as it was for me. I can't wait for you to meet Veronica. I feel like we should just kind of jump into our conversation. And I want to know who you are. Like, how would you introduce yourself if you couldn't talk about what you do? Mm -hmm. Let's see. How would I? Okay, I think I kind of did it earlier when I was coming in. I'm a Gemini with ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mom. Yeah. And just, uh, yes, I'm a therapist. However, I am just a person, a human being out here, just like everybody else, trying to live this life and figure it out one day at a time. That's Mm. it. I love that. I feel like when we started this podcast, that was like kind of one of the whole goals we wanted to do was like invite our guides to come on, Mm -hmm. invite mental health, these experts that people look at and they're like, Mm -hmm. they're amazing. And they are amazing. And Mm -hmm. they help people really transform in really beautiful ways. But it's the process that helps them do that. And it's the individuals that are willing to do that. Absolutely. And we really want to showcase like, okay, our guides, amazing as they are, they're just humans. And Mm -hmm. they're also going through this process too. Yes. And there's never really with mental health a place to like arrive. And so I love like when we get to have conversations with guides, those feel like the most like authentic and real to Mm -hmm. showcase like, hey, we're all in this together. We're owning our humanness. I think that's a big piece of what we do is just we're kind of practicing what we preach. We're putting it out there. So if we can't be human and be vulnerable and be open and be, and just be real, then what are we doing here? So yeah. I know for me, ask kind of like, how would I describe myself? I'm just out here just trying to raise the vibration of the planet. One, mm. like, one conversation, one experience, one whatever at a time. So that's, I love that's, that. Is that okay. what brought you to the mental health field? Like, what kind yeah. of was your draw uh, to it? I would love to be very precious and say, well, you know, <laughs> I just knew from day one that I was meant to be of service. Wanted to help. Yeah, I knew it. And deep inside, that two in me was, and no, that's not the truth. I think a little bit of it was just trial and error, to be honest. Yeah. Um, some of my personal experiences, I was, I've was i been in therapy throughout my life, like for on and off, maybe 20-something years. So I think for me, just my experiences with that, having an outlet, having a space to be able to go mm. to, and then on top of that, 
I just kind of fell into it and it um, became something where I went to go to get it for my master's and then it turned into something where it was like cathartic for me in the process and just having to get therapy ourselves and really do some deep diving and take a look at ourselves instead of trying to point the finger externally like I was doing. And so it provided an outlet for me and so I kind of, and a space to kind of just be and um, show up as myself with all of it. And it not being too much or being too little or whatever. And so I think from there, it's just like, I want to encourage people to do that. That looks Mm. dope. Mm. So that's just (laughs) kind of how I fell into it. That's cool. I like that. Like it was a part of your healing journey too, to even step into it vocationally. Because I think uh, ideally all of our best jobs are like growing us as people. Yeah. And I think like breaking down the misnomer that therapists are like separate or other. It's like mm-hmm. we all heal in relationships and even those that you are leading. I think that's one of the cool things about the on-site like group process is it's not like our guides are just like help people through their own shit and then aren't affected by it. Like they yeah. also bear witness to change. They You also get to enter into Absolutely. people's lives and experiences, especially Absolutely. at on-site because we're so experiential. <sighs> How has that process mm-hmm. at being a guide at on-site mm. kind of impacted your own even emotional, mental growth? Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> <laughs> That was a loaded question. I mean, I'm like, layers upon layers. I'm like, it's taking me back to when you first said, like, we have the on-site guys and they're experts. I'm like, Psh, I'm not an expert. Yeah. Yes. Do I have the education? Do I have the backing? Do I have the tools? Do I have the, the you know, the toolbox mm-hmm. and all the type of things that I can throw out your way? Sure. But I think that's part of the beauty of on-site. It's like, it's almost like, even for me personally, on-site has been an unlearning process for me. Mm. It has been not all the stuff, like, it's been so reparative and just in terms of, like, family dynamics. Mm interacting even with coworkers, colleagues, not just the clients. Like we, the culture there is cultivating authenticity Mm -hmm. and being honest and accountability too. Mm -hmm. And so there's just room for, it just feels safe and there's room for dialogue and there's room to show up as you. Like I I think I mentioned earlier, like I was just kind of, when I first got there, was in trauma response mode for like basically two years of my life, just kind of going. I had a mom who um, had stroke, had COVID, all this stuff and single parent, moving, trying to transition, all that. And yeah, on-site became that place for me where, like, people saw me in my humanness and allowed mm-hmm. me, and they encouraged it, and they, yeah, that, it's something different. Mm. It's so reparative and so healing on so many levels that it's, it's hard to even put into words. Yeah. Like, it really is. It's just, like, you have, you, when you're there, you just feel it. Mm. It just is, and it's a part of what the culture that's been cultivated because of the guides who are showing up with all their shit. Yeah. Right. 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 Not just, yeah. like, we look good on the outside, and we're prim and proper. Right, yeah. I'm out here at staff and crying just like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, got a, I, got, I got my client. So I'm human. And yeah. we're all human. I think that's the beauty of it. And then on top of it, there's self-awareness. Mm. I think what can be more damaging than anything else is when people are just kind of mm. walking around and just kind of with blinders on and hurting other people in the process. And it's mm. like, it feels like everybody does their their part in having some self-awareness and how they show up and, and how they interact with others. So I think it forces you to do the same. It's a mm. cultural thing. It just forces you to be able to take a look at yourself as well instead of just going through the motions. Right. Yeah. Not the fact that you're impacted or having a response or mm-hmm. whatever. It's the self-awareness to know that I'm having that and it therefore doesn't have to dictate. There you go. Negatively how I'm. Yeah. I think right. so often we get in these rhythms of, especially in like an authority role or mm-hmm. an expert role, like I can't actually show what's going on, mm-hmm. but it's less about not showing what's going on, but just choosing to own 
Take your the own side off. of that street, right? That's right. Take the layers off because all of it's set on learning. Yeah. yeah. We've been kind of working on um, language about what like sets on site apart. Yeah. We're just mm. kind of working on that. And this isn't language I'm using, but something we've kind of noticed about on site is that we aren't like gurus or, or experts. And something that we've kind of landed on is that we're not like a sage on a stage. We're a guide on the side and getting to like Ooh. walk alongside people. That's, good. that's the whole that's what makes us different, yes. I think. And yes. I think that's honestly what makes the change in life change sustainable and actually lasting. Cause yeah. I think so many people rightfully so. I think when I started out therapy, I wanted someone else to fix my problem. Give me the answers. Give me answers. You're supposed to do and I was like, yeah. I think I started therapy very like I mean, I've been in it for 15 years, but very like holier than thou. Like, well, mm. I I'm not getting anything out of this. You're supposed to give me more from this. Mm-hmm. And like that's not therapy at all. Mm-mm. It's me being willing to go further to get more to dig exactly. deep. Yeah. And I think that's what the best therapists do is they create the environment and empower you to do that and come alongside you to do it. And I think that uh, is what Hannah's really so good, isn't she? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't want to snap in the mic, but come on, Hannah. But I love it. Yes. I mean, it's, I think you're a great embodiment of that. Yeah. Right? I like, appreciate you being saying, like, I'm all over the place, or it was a trauma response. Mm. And still, you impacted thousands of lives mm. during those years of trauma response. You know, yeah. like, it's it doesn't, it's empowering to think, like, mm. Our own shit doesn't like count us out from mm. getting to be a part of other people's healings That's when good. we can know how to deal with our shit. Obviously, yeah. if I'm not dealing with my shit and I'm trying to enter into someone else's healing, I'm going to be a tornado. I'm going to wreck everything. Absolutely. But if I have my own stuff going on and mm-hmm. I am equipped and resilient to handle it and navigate my way through it, mm-hmm. and then I can also come alongside someone else who is also doing that too. Yeah, I think it's the not denying the shit that's going on in your own life. There you go. Right, because I think so often, I know in my own case— oh, I can use other people's problems to distract me and not have to take ownership of my own problem. Like, oh, no, I'll actually help you, and I'll deny what's going on with me. Oh, yeah, so much easier. And so that's a lot easier. So I think it's a a both end. It's owning what's going on with me, creating space for myself first so that I can create space for you. Yeah. Because if I'm just trying to fix you and not fix my own issues, neither one of us is going to do it. I think that matches up with, like, why you got into it in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like you didn't think, like, I'm going to have all the answers. I want to help other people. I think that's a good, like, idea. But in reality, like— that doesn't really help people. Mm-hmm. So I love that you fell into it because it was helping you mm-hmm. and it was an experience for you. Yeah. And then yeah. you were whole enough to help other people then find that for themselves, which is yeah. cool. I was I was authentic enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was real enough and I was transparent and vulnerable enough to yeah. be able to say, hey, I'm at 100% right now. Yeah. What yeah. do I need right now and to take care of myself to show up? So mm-hmm. it, one season it was getting back on antidepressants. Right. Yeah. I had to let go of the pride and I had to let go of the ego that was mm-hmm. trying to keep me chained to this like mindset of this kind of like victim mindset of having yeah. to, I'll never get out of this. It's always happening mm-hmm. to me. Da, 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 da. And it's like, no, I have to like kind of, I kind of had to pay attention to my own mindset. Mm, Where am I at? How am I talking to myself? How am I starting to show up in the world? Because if everything's happening to me and I'm the common denominator, so if these relationships are leaving, if this is happening Mm. and I'm the only one that's left, let's start to look here. That's so good, I love that you said like evaluating where you're at now. And for you, sometimes that was antidepressants or maybe it's therapy in a season. Mm -hmm. So May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so I love that this conversation can help normalize that because I think – 
I think for me and lots of people, it's like, well, this has worked in the past. Like I've done this. Why isn't this working now? Um, X, Y, Z. And like, just for people to give the permission to say like, what do I need today to support my mental health? What do I need in this season? And things like medication, like Mm -hmm. uh, professional support, Mm -hmm. like altering your your diet, like all these Mm -hmm. different things that affect our mental health. There's not a prescriptive way to be. And you get to choose kind of what's serving you for this time being. And there's not a right or wrong way to do it. It's a constant evaluation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Constant, right? Like it's a spring cleaning. Like you do it at your house. Why wouldn't you do it in your mind? Right. Mm -hmm. Like in your mentality. And I just want to like land there because I think I I don't want to miss an opportunity to do this because I like to honor Hannah in this. But the reason that I got on anxiety medicines and should have done that 10 years ago, a decade ago, Mm. was because I had someone in my life saying, hey, this is working for me. And it gave me the permission to not have to have it all together to say, oh, could this work for me? Like, I work in the mental health field. I shouldn't have to be on, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever lie, what I was believing. And so Hannah showed up and Hannah said, hey, this is what's working for me. Mm -hmm. And shared about her journey of in a season, you know, seeking out medication. And so I want to land on that and Mm -hmm. just say, hey, hear it from three people who are in this industry, hear it from an actual therapist to say, this is something that was essential to me in a season. Absolutely. So yeah, I just wanted to and land And that season there. may last a while. Yeah, and that's it okay. Still and that, there, it's yeah, great. Yeah, me too. And that season may change, but thank you, Mick. That was really kind. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that, yeah, goes to further the point of being open and yeah. honest and vulnerable mm-hmm. about it. Because mm-hmm. if I had stigma about it and then didn't want to talk about it or share yeah. about it, because I believe those same lies too. Like, mm-hmm. this shouldn't happen to me. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't need this. I know better. Mm-hmm. I work in this field, X, Y, Z. Yeah. But when we get, like, honest and real and get to share with other people, it gives other people permission to also reevaluate it for themselves. Yeah. Permission yeah. keeps coming up. And you talked about making a shift in your own mind mm-hmm. of not being a victim. Mm-hmm. And so I've heard you talk about being a victim or a volunteer. And so mm-hmm. I would love for you to talk a little bit about that. Like, what does that mean and where did that come from for you? Yeah, I can't take credit for that. I have I to know. shout out. <laughs> I was just kind of a colleague of mine. We, we were talking. She was in a transition in her life. And I was just kind of talking to her and connecting kind of, you know, kind of what we're having, like a chat now. And just yeah. kind of where we're at, kind of sharing stories, swapping stories. And um, she mentioned, I was like, what, what, what was your decision to decide to go on this next chapter of your life? And she was just like, and to leave here and to go on this next chapter. And she was just kind of like, I had to ask myself, am I a victim or a volunteer? Mm. And that just like sunk into my spirit. I had to Mm. sit on that one for a second. Mm. It was hard to swallow, but then it was also easy to digest, right? It was just kind of one of those moments where you're like, oh, crap. And then it kind of gave me the point to kind of do my own self-awareness, right? That it's kind of like what you're speaking to. Her giving herself permission gave me permission to start questioning my, right? And so it's just kind of a chain, uh, a ripple effect, so to speak. And so, yeah, for me, that victim mentality is that lack of ownership that you're willing to take over your life, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Everything's happening to you. Everybody's doing it to you. There's this, there's, there's no perceived uh, choice mm. in that. And I feel like with becoming a volunteer, like that's, I'm cho- I'm choosing to make decisions and put things in place that will set me up for success instead of failure. And that way I'm able to live the life that makes sense to me. That's in alignment with my truth, mm. my direction, my values. Even as I say values, I'm thinking about it. I don't think a lot of people know what their values are. Right. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so it's like, what are your values? It literally is starting from square one. When I say unlearning, We've got, we didn't become these people just out of nowhere. Mm. We weren't cultivated and here we are. It's a lot of things get tacked onto us over time, like from our parents, from society, these limiting beliefs that we put on ourselves because of circumstances or experiences that keep reinforcing the fact. So I think a lot of this is just like taking off those layers. Like this isn't me. This Mm -hmm. isn't mine to carry, right? And putting it where it needs to be and right-sizing it so that way I can focus on 
where the real work is for me to be in alignment with that. And so if it's taking a moment to pause and just what are my values? Yeah. The life I'm trying to cultivate, the life I'm trying to live, not just in the survival mode and this victim mentality, but if I had the opportunity to have some choice, what would that look like? Mm. How How would I show up? And what's important to me? And so just something as simply as like sitting down with yourself and not like you can get on Google or something like right. that and look at yeah. some values lists. For, for, have you, know. you ever done that? Actually, I mean, I want to know what your values are, but mm-hmm. Hannah, have have you like looked at what your values are and kind of like identified some? We had a act- uh, just on a self, just on level, a self, yeah, not an exercise. But that's but. good. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel like, you know, a lot of people don't even do that. We, yeah. I feel like our leadership team. We were going through a book and they were talking about values and there was a list of values and I just kind of got curious, of like, what are my values? And so. I think it was the distinction of my values, there you go. not what I want to be portrayed to the world because the things mm-hmm. that were coming up, I kind of had a reaction. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, these are things that feel true to me, but they don't, they're maybe not how I want to be perceived. Like mm-hmm. the two that come up a ton, the huge values for me are kindness and fun. Mm-hmm. And I was like, those aren't very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> like those aren't, I, I want to be uh, like, the strong one. I mm. want to be the person that's like super professional and like people can count on mm-hmm. and kindness and fun seem too soft. Mm-hmm. But if I'm honest yeah. and we're talking about unlearning and peeling away, like whose voice is that? I was just about to ask that question. Who really, who's telling me mm-hmm. I can't be kind and fun? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I won't and be taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. Why is that not a strength? Yeah. Why is and kindness I see and your, fun not a strength? Your kindness and fun as essential parts of mm-hmm. even our, our team. Like, yeah, absolutely. You say like, oh, I want to be professional. I want to, and that is like you're bringing your strengths mm-hmm. to the team. If you aren't on our team, like, I mean, those are not my values. <laughs> like, my values are like depth and serious. Yes. You know, like mm-hmm. I love. And so the balance that you bring, like we yeah. need you to do that mm-hmm. because I think when we live out of alignment with our values, we're not bringing ourselves yeah. to the table, you mm-hmm. know? We're bringing, like, a version of ourselves Absolutely. that we're, like, pretending to be. We're, like, putting on, like, dress-up clothes, yeah. you know? But I love that you said even, like, being aware of your values. We we just launched a um, free class called How to Hack Your Emotional Health, and it's all about habits. Mm-hmm. And there's this quote by James Clear about how every action you make is a vote for the type of person you want to be. Mm, and yeah, we like really that. look at it. Mackenzie teaches this class and it's all about kind of like identity-based habits. Mm-hmm. And instead of like outcome-based habits, like mm-hmm. I want to lose 40 pounds, mm-hmm. like I want to be the type of person that, so going from our values and our habits, mm-hmm. but nobody, yeah, I think like it's such a rare thing to know and it's honestly way more vulnerable to say, like, my some of my goals are aligned with my values, mm-hmm. what values I want, what mm-hmm. identities I want. Because yeah. if I share my values with you, I'm kind of being vulnerable. That's and then vulnerable. you can be like, hey, Hannah, you're not living into that. Like, yeah. you know, it's much hey, more Hannah, vulnerable you're not than, being like, serious I didn't deep. have a green smoothie today <laughs> because that was my goal. You know, like, mm-hmm. when we actually look at our values. Yeah. But I love that. Going back to kind of what you were saying about volunteer. Can you kind of share what that means mm-hmm. when we're talking about this stuff too? Because I think sometimes it feels like a lot is out of our control. Yep, absolutely. We can't control a lot of stuff. So I can't absolutely. volunteer that this isn't going to go wrong or that I'm not going to have to take on this role mm-hmm. or whatever. Some of that stuff is out of our reach. Absolutely. But there is so much that we do have agency over, we mm-hmm. do have control over. Mm-hmm. Can you share like what volunteering has looked like for you? Yeah, I think volunteering for me is like once I've done that assessment of, okay, it's a lot of like unpeeling, right? A lot of unlearning. So it's like, because I'm kind of hearing we talking in phases where it's like having some awareness, getting to the point where I pay attention to my mindset, going down the path of what are my values Mm -hmm. and whose values are them? 
whose values are they, right? Are they my parents' values? Are they right. society? What is that? When you get in alignment with why that's important to me, right? Because that's usually what I do with the values. Why is kindness, why is fun important to me? Mine is integrity, right? Mm. The top one for me is integrity and freedom. And so it's just like, why is that important to mm. me? Like, without this, how do I show up? I don't know about y'all. I'm going to be at TCH when I show up when I don't have any choice, freedom uh, of choice or anything like that. So automatically, if I'm not honoring that, I show up differently. When right? you're outside your values, you're not showing up how when you want When I'm not to. in alignment, I show up drastically different. Yeah. Like, I show good. up as baby backed into a corner mm-hmm. and like yeah. baby doesn't like being backed into a corner, mm-hmm. right? That kind of energy. Nobody puts baby in a That's corner. That's right. Nobody puts baby in a <laughs> corner. <laughs> And, but it's like I'm putting myself there by not honoring my values, yeah. right? Yeah. By honoring what's important to me. So I think for volunteering, it's like I'm making this informed choice to be able to honor and set firm boundaries and what, what I need to be able to show up. So kind of something I'm kind of hearing between you two sharing, which I kind of think is precious. And I'm like loving this. Go- like this is my first <laughs> time like having, being with you guys together and like shooting the stuff. I'm hearing, all I kept hearing was like, there was an environment for me to do so. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. Like we have cultivated an environment for me to be able to show up and be vulnerable, even though like, hey, maybe I didn't have that smoothie. I heard accountability. Right. Like that's my colleague. That's my person who's like honoring these these truths that I'm, you know, in alignment for myself and helping holding me accountable. And so for me, that's what I'm doing in my life. And that's how I'm volunteering for my life. I'm choosing the people that I want in my life. I'm Mm, setting the boundaries. I'm setting the spaces that I need to be in in order to show up as me. Yeah. If you ever come on campus and you see me, I'm probably half of the time walking around without shoes on. Can't mm-hmm. find them half the time. <laughs> looking up, like, for four-leaf clovers outside of work. But looking for four-leaf <laughs> clovers or just being silly or just, you know, whatever. And that's just me. That's yeah. what I like to do. And so because there's an, an environment that allows me to do that, it's and encouraged. that's probably living into yeah. your value of freedom. Right. So yeah. I'm choosing boundaries around certain things. I'm choosing how I show up. I'm choosing the people, places, situations that I put myself that it can help me be in alignment with what's important to me. And just being consistent with that and putting that into practice. Yeah. I think that's how I've been volunteering. It's like when you volunteer for anything like an uh, organization or anything like that, you're consistent, you're showing up, you're helping yeah. out. You're not there motivated by the outcome of like how is this going to help. You just, you're a part of the mission. You want to mm-hmm. be a part of that. And so you find things that are in alignment with that. Mm. That's just me. All right, friends, if you have been around the podcast very long, you've heard us talk about Onsite's flagship group experience, the Living Center Program. In hosting this show, I often get asked, who should do a Living Center Program? Should I go? And how do I know if it's time? So I thought I would take a minute to just tell you a few reasons that this experience might be right for you. If you have found success but still feel like your life lacks meaning, if you want to stop numbing and start feeling, if you can't seem to say no to everyone and everything, if you feel off balance and disconnected, if you lack joy, wonder, or delight in your life, if you're just plain burnout, stressed, and constantly anxious, or if you're navigating transition or know it's time for a change. Whatever the reason, our incredible team will meet you right where you are. You can contact our admissions team at 1-800-341-7432 or start the process on our website at experienceonsite.com. Now, back to the show. I think when we think about that on like a big level, there's even like micro choices to volunteer or choose agency over because sometimes we'll have to do things we don't want to do or like... 
uh, you're going to have to do some non-fun things, Mackenzie, in life. I am. You know, like a you're a mom. You got to change diapers and you got to pay car payments. And like, you, we can't just say like, well, my values are fun, so I'm not going to do those That's things. That's right. Yes. But there are choices in how we approach them, mm-hmm. yep. in our boundaries around it, mm-hmm. in how we invite other people into it. Absolutely. So you, I, like, yeah, I don't know how to expand on that, but I think people think we'd never, like, well, I'm just a victim to this or this has mm-hmm. to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so how do we kind of, what are some like questions we could ask ourselves mm. to kind of reclaim agency yeah. in those moments? Yeah. Something I like to use whenever I'm working with clients and it's, <laughs> okay, I'm the simplicity queen. So all the razzmatazz and doing the things, not my jam. <laughs> I'm about simplifying. There's too much of that out in the ether already. So something I like to do is kind of have like a client, like take a sheet of paper. Anybody can do this, right? So on one side, I'm kind of, what's my heart's desire? What's my soul's desire? Like, what do I want? What's like something that I'm wanting or cultivating or whatever? Writing that out, not overthinking it, not trying to, well, it should look like this. It's just writing it out. What feels right to your spirit in this moment? Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, I write what's currently blocking it, mm. right? Just, just letting that come out. And so for me, a lot of it was like perfectionism or what's blocking me from doing a podcast and just kind of getting on here and getting out of your comfort zone yeah. and being in the front. Me, self-sabotage, mm-hmm. right? right? And so it is a matter of just like understanding those habits, like mm-hmm. really taking a, a step back and just kind of analyzing that and asking yourself, like, how is this working for me? How are these barriers serving me right now? And then also making an assessment of which of these do I have control over? Which are some of the, some of those might be bigger things, like yeah. you mentioned, like I have a daughter too. There are some responsibilities right. and obligations that we have that we can't get out of, right? right? Exactly. But that's not all of our life, right? Right. That's not our total waking day is our obligations and responsibilities. So we can at least put like five seconds of time for ourselves or something in there. We mm-hmm. can. Right. And so it's just trying to encourage more of that on a daily process, but understanding what's blocking me and just kind of having more curiosity yeah. around those fears and those setbacks and how much of it do you have agency over that you can be in control of right now. So if it's reaching out randomly and emailing, <laughs> hey, Mackenzie, I'm scared shitless to do a podcast, but right. will you please? I'm this doing it. Okay. Yeah. And then yes. yeah. pop two, here you are. Right. And I've had friends hold me accountable too, making sure I follow up, doing that thing. So it's just a matter of really getting curious. It's not necessarily a right or wrong question to ask, but just even asking a question in general, I think, yeah. is the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when we stop asking questions and having that curiosity, then we're just kind of in a fixed mindset. So I think that curiosity and that openness and just being honest with yourself. Yeah. yeah. Being very realistic with yourself about where you're at. Like, I know I've been lazy today. I could have totally cleaned the house or I could have totally done this and I could have totally, but being, giving yourself some of that grace and kindness as well. I yeah. think it's a, it's all a balance, and I hate to say that because it's like, how do you balance? Right. You, everybody's different. We yeah. have to mm-hmm. figure out what's the balance for us. What do I need once those obligations and responsibilities are done? What do I need to be able to feel like I'm showing up Yeah. Yeah. and living a life that's true to me? I love that. I think for me what came up out of that is like just actually being willing to notice, Yeah. Uh, to pay attention to the things that I don't like, to the things that I do, to the, what I have control over. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when we don't like specifically sit down and notice and even like say out loud, I think there's a lot of power in just saying something out loud Absolutely. to yourself, to somebody else. It like takes back your own power and agency in your life, even mm-hmm. if it's a small thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Like 
I know I I had a panic attack the other day mm. and I, that soon became my entire day. Like yeah. I was just so overcome with it. Yep. And my partner who's loving and emotionally aware, like had to come and say like, hey, what do you want to do right now to mm-hmm. help you? What mm-hmm. do you want to go take a walk? Do you want a glass of water? Mm-hmm. Let's do those things. So me saying like, this is what I want to do right now. Help me get out of the funk for the next 10 minutes. Right now. And yeah. then what can I do? And I think that like with all areas of our life, if we just slowed down, noticed, and spoke out loud, we'd notice we have a lot more agency than we think we do. It's the practice. It's putting it into practice. It literally is. Like, I I love doing this work, and people come, you kind of mentioned, and that's what people come in with. All right, what you got? Nine times out of ten, anytime we're going over goals, one of the goals is automatically going to be, give me some tools. Yeah. Tools on how to fix. Tools, tools, tools. And I'm like, (laughs) you're about to get a real rude awakening. And got them for you, yeah. right? It's about literally unlearning. Like, why do we even need these tools in the first place? Yeah. Mm. How do we get here to where we're needing all these tools? Let's peel back those layers and have some self-exploration and take that dive. And just kind of, It doesn't have to be this deep dive every single day. Yeah. It's just having some working awareness. And that's what I'm hearing you say. Like, it's like, mm. in this moment, I had a panic attack. It took me out. But I heard your partner being very loving and saying, what do you need right now? Yeah. And that's all it is. It's moment to moment, especially in a world where, like, we never know. Yeah. There's so much happening, and there's so much out of our control. And so it's just a matter of what can I control moment to moment? What yeah. can I do moment to moment? And I think that's—it sounds so simple, but I really, I'm really, i really a big believer in simplicity. I think the world has gotten complicated right. and chaotic. I want to do more, though. I want to have a—like, I want the solution to be <laughs> I something I can I do. I know. Totally. And it has been a reframe for me to mm-hmm. say choosing to do nothing is a is a choice, is a response, is an action. That is an absolute choice. Um, my husband and I are in a very uncertain season right now, and hopefully mm-hmm. by the time this airs, this will be resolved, right? But we're trying to sell our house and trying to move, and that may not be resolved by the time this airs, but— my husband has been having to stop me in the middle of like spirals because I'm like, I need to do something. I want to do something. There's mm-hmm. nothing I can do mm-hmm. more to sell this house than I've already done. Mm-hmm. He keeps saying, we've done everything we can do. And what are like the voices that are in your head? Are they offering up solutions? Mm. I'm like, no. He's like, then there's nothing we can do. Come on, Until honey. you have a new solution, mm-hmm. nothing we can do. And that's so uncomfortable for me. Yeah. And I'm feeling trapped. I'm feeling like I'm a victim and not a volunteer. And so mm. the conversation has been very enlightening and very timely for me to to remember what I know is true and what mm-hmm. I've practiced and what I've walked out to say, I don't have to do more. I simply have to be. Um, and we were just on a webinar and Janet, uh, our VP of business our VP of business consulting services, one of the things that she took away from her onsite experience was a recognition that she exists in her life with a lot of expectations. She could tell you what you should do, how this should happen. And, you know, she kind of lives in this way of A, B, and C should happen. Mm -hmm. And instead, opening herself up to say what could happen, what are the possibilities, and even expecting and looking for miracles. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is in my values Mm -hmm. of fun and release. But when I'm under pressure, I don't do it. I sure. want to do more, you know? Sure. Yeah. I think it's been a rambly tangent. But but I think of you mm-hmm. doing more, like just pulling the thread of yeah. Paul saying like, Ugh. hey, is there anything we can do? And you, you haven't acknowledged. No. No. There's not. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about it? Mm-hmm. I feel pissed or I feel, I feel sad. Mm-hmm. I feel yes. anxious. Mm-hmm. And then what do you do with that? You know, like if we mm-hmm. don't stop and ask the questions, we don't notice, but we're still carrying around that emotion. Yes. Yes. I'm still walking around pissed or still walking around angry. Still trying to find and then it's just coming do. out at whoever, my colleagues. Right. 
it's what yeah. like whoever it is. Absolutely. And so that I think what I took out of that is like you had to stop and you had to be okay with like sitting in an uncomfortable emotion yep. and not ejecting. Yep. And then then you can move forward and say mm-hmm. like, what do I want to do with that? Mm-hmm. For me, I want to go on a walk. Mm-hmm. Like I want to go move in my body. A lot of times I just like need to do something where I feel like I don't have agency. I'm like, I'm going to clean the house because yep. I just need to do something. Right. Yeah. Something and that will have I know a that's result. a way of me managing right. it that at the moment. But once I get through that, I can sit, then sit. I'm right. ready to sit in the emotion and say like, mm-hmm. this is actually how I'm feeling about it. So Absolutely. I think just pulling the thread and keep going with it mm-hmm. does in and of itself give you back agency mm-hmm. into what you want to do next. I love yeah. that. Like allowing, allowing yourself just to be where you are in this mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. And then what do you need around that? I love that. Guys. I know. It's not comfortable. I know. Is life comfortable? No. Why are we trying to, uh, that's why I'm so intrigued. Why I think are we you trying to say it's not comfortable, but I actually think once you do it, it's a lot more comfortable. It, yeah. Like, it's practice. I've never really regretted it once I've pulled the thread mm-hmm. and said, like, like I, I'm resistant to it mm-hmm. because I'm like, it's different. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like a tough skeleton. I'm like, I don't want to like different. be mad or disappointed. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to have this fear of whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think I've never, I've never really been upset at going deeper and no. like sitting with it. And I don't know. Like, and there's na- yeah, I mean, there's you have freedom nothing that to comes, lose yeah. by looking at it. Right. <laughs> you have yeah. a lot to gain. There's a lot of freedom on the, the other side. Like I was able to say to him yesterday after having some time of reflection, hey, I feel a lot of shame. That our house isn't selling. Mm, that's big. I feel a lot of shame and I'm disappointed. And those are two emotions that are coming up and they are below what I would have identified mm. as like, I'm just pissed. Mm-hmm. No, actually, I'm ashamed. Mm-hmm. And I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling lost. Like those are like w- putting words to it. And then I can do something with that rather than just treating the pissed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Even you just saying that right now, like you like were breathing. It was beautiful. <laughs> you were like... I'm ashamed and I'm disappointed. Yeah. Yes. And you were just like breathing into that and just taking mm-hmm. that moment. Like, what is it like for you? Just to, I'm curious just for mm-hmm. you to be saying that to yourself today, knowing like, no, I'm still kind of pissed about this or I have this yeah. energy, this big energy around it. And saying it to us. And saying and it to saying, you. Yeah. And naming yeah, it right think, now. I mean, what witness. we know about shame is that it can't survive in the light. And just so, I mean, little bits as I let my, my partner in last night, let you guys in on that. And can, ha- you know, do it into soft, caring hands that can hold that and say, hey, this isn't true or this Absolutely. doesn't reflect on you. Whatever that might be, one, I want to cry a little bit because I haven't mm-hmm. felt very soft around this. I felt just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. frenetic energy. And mm-hmm. so it shifts even the feeling in my body, mm-hmm. one. And two, it just opens it up for permission and it opens up for connection for other there people to say, hey, I get that. There or, you, you know, whatever. Yeah, thanks mm-hmm. for sharing. I think Absolutely. That- thank you. Is just a good, of course, you know, of course course you're disappointed. Mm -hmm. Of course you're sad. Of course we all reflect it on ourselves, you know, Mm -hmm. and it is okay to be sad about it. Like it's okay to grieve it. It's okay to be frustrated. This is not a fun process. Absolutely. And so I think just by sharing, yeah, of course. And yeah. you're not in a alone, you know? Yeah. We've talked a lot about kind of like sitting in the hard stuff. Yeah. Can we talk for a second about like, Looking and claiming the good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the world has a lot going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a very heavy couple months in Nashville, specifically. Yeah. And it's easy to just get really caught up in that. And I think we've talked about, like, agency and taking agency over our choices and values and things like that. But how do we start to use that agency to notice the good things, celebrate the good things, mm-hmm. And let them actually like seep into us instead of just rolling off. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a gentle practice because mm. it's kind of unfolding here, right? Right yeah. live in front of our eyes, yeah. which is a beautiful thing, right? Yeah. It's a gentle, it's being gentle with ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
like in taking that assessment, so not only focusing on, okay, this is what's coming up, this is what the bad is, but what are some of those attributes that I'm really proud of myself about? Yeah. Like really identifying those as well. So I have some positive attributes about me. What are my what are my talents? What are my mm. strengths? What are my things that, because I kind of heard you say kindness and fun, and it's like, those are strengths. Yeah. That's what I wanted to hear. I was like, guys, those are beautiful strengths. Right. And it's like, how can I continue to lean into those more but still do what feels right to me? And so I think it's just a matter of once we're aware of what we need to show up or what feels right to us, I always— at nauseum, I always say, what feels right to your spirit? And mm-hmm. I mean that because that's a slowing down process. It's not like what feels right to you in the moment in your mind. What feels right to your spirit in your heart of hearts to you? So once you slow down and having that a moment enough, you're able to kind of have this awareness around where the beauty in you lies as well. It's like, mm-hmm. it's almost like honoring the pain, but then acknowledging the beauty is mm-hmm. at the same time. It's the, this and, right? Mm-hmm. It's a this and process. So I think it's being gentle with yourself to allow in some of that good because there's good there. We're just kind of taking inventory. I like to take this as like an inventory. Like I have to make things like analogies or else I won't do them. Yeah. And so for me, it's like I'm do- doing a spring cleaning of my mind. I'm trying to work through all the things. What are those limiting beha- ha- habits and behaviors and things that are keeping me blocked, stuck? And then what are my positive attributes and those talents that I have that mm-hmm. can help me to kind of work through, combat, and do this? And so if it is having to lean in, if you're especially if somebody like me, I'm an only child and with talking about avoidance, like that's that's my jam. And so it's one of those things like I've really had to get vulnerable, honest, real with myself, mm-hmm. be open and be open to the possibility of connection because that's been healing in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're not doing this to be by ourselves. Nobody can do it in the world alone. I think it really, there's really something to be said about connection and mm-hmm. true, authentic and real connection with others because I'm literally seeing it unfold in this space mm-hmm. today, right? In this mm-hmm. moment. And just in general, I think it's really putting yourself in that place. When you are in alignment and doing, putting, acting on that, acting on that power that you have, it puts you in the position just by doing and acting on those impulses that way. Hmm. For me, it has. And I think myself. living in your values makes it tolerable to be in a situation that you mm-hmm. don't have a lot of control in. Absolutely. You know, and work. I know like, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, when you're at work. <laughs> The living in your values, you can say. You, you, you can't just be out here in the streets. I'm free. You just can't. You just Exactly. There are things we're going to have to do sure. hard things. But when you're living in your values and when you are able to be connected to yourself, that's how you take back the mm-hmm. ownership and the agency mm-hmm. and move from a victim to a volunteer to mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm choosing this and I'm choosing how I show up. That makes me think of um, an Instagram post we did a long time ago of like the things you can control, the things you can't. Mm-hmm. And often there's a lot in life I can't control. But I forget about all the things I can control. Absolutely. I control how I show up. Absolutely. I can control uh, who, who I say yes to. Absolutely. I can control, you know, how I spend my time, how I spend my energy. There's just so much that yeah. is in my control that I forget and am often giving away to other people. Because mm-hmm. 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 so we're I, moving. We're keep, we yeah. keep going, keep going. So when we just slow down for a second, where am I just like totally not taking ownership of the things in my life? Where am I just letting things go by the wayside? Where do I need to assert better than boundaries? I had to do that quite a bit, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's, and the boundaries aren't to keep people out. It's to literally allow yourself to show mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. right? That's good. And so it starts with self. If we're not willing to look at ourselves, no one else will see us. Right. Period. Yeah. We did a, in our Emotionally Smart Leadership, mm. 
digital class. One of our instructors, Dr. Ed Barron, he's genius. I want him in my ear at all times. We love Dr. Ed, yeah. (laughs) But one of the things he says was about organizational values serving as guideposts for decisions. And so that's why it's important for to get your employees to like also buy into the values. If it doesn't work for them, like they're not going to, you got your They're not going to align with the decision. So if you're making a decision in a company or enacting a new policy or doing anything, does it align with your values? And I was like, wow, that's brilliant for cultures. But I really didn't think about it for myself. But if I have organizational values and use that to guide my decisions, it, I mean, that affects everything from mm-hmm. who I spend my time with to how I spend my money Absolutely. to anything. Because we can't say yes to everything. Absolutely. We can't do it all. We live in a culture that, like, watches everyone live their lives on the yeah, internet. Access and, and we're gonna, is ridiculous. You know, mm-hmm. that's just not a sustainable way to live. And right. so— I, I'm human, so I may look at my friend's trip to wherever and be like, well, I want to do that too. But I think if we have these values as our guideposts, it's an easy yes or no to say like, oh, no, I'm actually spending my energy over here mm-hmm. or I'm building these relationships over here because this aligns with where I want to mm-hmm. go. So letting them serve as guideposts, are they are helpful boundaries. Mm-hmm. I love the quote by Prentice Hempel, which is like, boundaries are the distance at which I love you and me simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And that like boundaries yes. are healthy, you know? Absolutely. I was talking with my friend yesterday. Like everyone talks about boundaries being selfish or boundaries being mm-hmm. mean. And it's like they are helpful boundaries, guidelines about how to interact with you, how to show mm. up in the world. And you're by using those and utilizing those, you're teaching people how to show up with you. Yeah, yes. for sure. Right. Yeah. Like now they know what they can and cannot come at you with. Right. 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 And how to approach, yeah. not apply or what my non-negotiables are. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I think, and that to me, that's doing the work for you without yeah. you even having to do anything about, yeah. like, are they for me? Are they not? Yeah. Can they be in my life? Is this toxic? It's like, this is where I'm at. And if you're not like celebrating that, encouraging mm-hmm. that, and right. like helping to cultivate that, yeah, I got my answer. And then one of the things that you have agency over is when they don't respect that yep. or when anything, I have agency, A, to move forward another direction, or I have agency over how I respond to that. It's you know, people choice. in the yeah. world will continue to cross over our boundaries. Yes. And we don't have to blow up about it because we yes. get to we get to have agency over this is not worth my energy to do this. This is how I'm going to respond. This is what I say. Um, And we get choice in all of that too. Mm. Yeah. We're living in a world that has so much access and opportunity to each other. So it's like, these are necessary. These have become like literally necessary non-negotiables that we have now, like in order for me to just be able to be. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Right? Because there's just so much. Like everybody wants a piece of everybody or everybody has knowledge in it. Say some of that for you. What do you mm. want for you, right? Mm. That's so, so I think good. just the simplicity of that, like, this is my life. Yes. Right, right. One of the things that I find the more I'm a parent and the more I try mm-hmm. to, like, figure out how to be a better parent, I'm reparenting myself and I'm learning things. Mm-hmm. And so I've been reading this book called Good Inside by Dr. Becky. Ooh. And shout out, Dr. Becky, if you ever want to be on the podcast because <laughs> we I'm love obsessed. You. But she has this line where she's talking about boundaries, and it has been revolutionary for me of how I interact with my daughter, now daughters, and how I interact with the people in my life and interact with myself. So it's way less about me telling her what she can do and about telling her what I am going to do. That's right. And so she says, like, boundaries are not what we tell kids not to do. Boundaries are what we tell kids we will do. So I'm not going to let you do X. I will not let you Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. If you do this, I will remove you. Mm-hmm. Like saying, it's just been so good for me. So as we're talking about this conversation of owning our actions, it's less about saying, don't treat me this way. And me saying, 
I'm not going to let you treat me this way. And mm-hmm. if so, I will do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, just, it's taking that ownership just back. The, yeah, mm-hmm. just that one small shift put you back in the driver's seat. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not, once again, you're not outsourcing your comfort, your well-being mm-hmm. to someone else. You're saying, I have ownership over me and choice over me. Mm-hmm. Here's, what I, here's, here's how I align with my values. Mm-hmm. I love that part, the yeah. communication part of it, where it's like, how am I talking to myself and how am I conveying that to those external to me? Yeah. Right? I love that. That's good. I love that. So, Dr. Becky. Dr. Becky. Okay. Dr. Becky. So good. Good inside. This has been such a good conversation. I love I, it. Uh, me too. It's been yeah. so fun. I just love that Veronica emailed me and said, here's what I want to talk about. I sure did. I like, yes. Oh, girl. I love that. Um, sure did. I love that. All about permission. She's like, I want to talk about how we don't give ourselves permission and we should unlearn and we should do less. And I was like, yeah. Are the things that you want to explore that we haven't yet? Or yeah. things like. No, that's literally, literally I'm just kind of, that's been coming up and that's what's been in my spirit. And I think it's. Yeah. it's yeah. We need to hear it. Totally. So sometimes I'm a big believer, especially lately, like like you said, naming it, but just like literally putting it out there, me too, having some of that me too yeah. energy mm-hmm. is just like, hey, you're not out here by yourself. And even though I'm considered a therapist and I'm licensed and I have all the things, I'm out here just like everybody else is. Like we just, let's honor our humanness and stop trying yeah. to be these superheroes and yeah. these like powerful people. Mm-hmm. Like let's be humans again. We mm-hmm. forgot that part. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were like intended on this planet to do is oh, just I be humans. That. So yeah. let's. Dial it back a bit. It's intense. And let's dial it back a bit and remember the simplicity of our humanness. Mm-hmm. So, I think what I'll do is I'll insert something that just says, can you, if you were, you know, sitting in front of someone today, what do you want them to take away? And then I think mm. you, you gave us a really good tangent, but if there's anything else you'd like to add. Hmm. What's coming up for me right now? Yeah. How is not being you serving you? Mm. Okay. That was really good. That's what's coming up. Uh, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. How are you honoring your humanness mm. right now? Doing this. Mm. Doing what I do every day with friends, with my daughter on the regular. Just mm. mommy's human. I'm trying and I'm human. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a lot more vocal with it. It's not, I think for so long I kept it to myself yeah. and I did not share. And because I was afraid of being vulnerable or being open and I think, there's healing in that, not only for yourself, but for others. Yeah. Like it give, like it literally does give other people permission to have the same experience. Like, okay. So I hope by modeling it, that that's putting that energy, yeah. like kind of catalyzing that energy of change mm-hmm. and creating that for somebody else. Or maybe it'll be somebody else's little, <sighs> this is refreshing. In a world right, full yeah. of, we have to do, do, do. Maybe this is refreshing to know that it's okay to be where I am. And I do have choice. Mm-hmm. I just have to be brave enough and have the courage to take a take a chance on myself to really explore yeah. that for me and what I need mm-hmm. instead of looking external. Thank you for giving us that gift today. I will echo that you have given us permission to show up mm-hmm. and the way that you live your life gives people permission to do the same and to align with their values and to be vulnerable and to risk. And I'm just really grateful. Thanks, Mackenzie. Grateful to you guys too. Thanks for letting me do this. Oh my gosh, so fun. So fun. Thank you for listening today and for committing valuable time to share space with these powerful stories. Make sure you hit subscribe to get all of our inspiring conversations with these incredible people delivered directly to you. And if you found this conversation particularly impactful, consider supporting the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.
When our emotional health is suffering, many of us begin to feel alone and overwhelmed. If you're in that place right now, we deeply encourage you to ask for help. If OnSite can support you in connecting the dots with one of our programs or other offerings, our admissions team would love to connect with you. Simply call 1-800-341-7432 or visit onsiteworkshops.com.